Welcome to a Whiskey and Whiskers midweek episode. This is going to be Chop, Gator, Chris, Blake, and today we're nerding out on E3. So we talked about it a little bit last week. There's a... uh, there's an annual video game conference called E3 where they announce a lot of the biggest news and, uh, you know, announce the new things that are going to be coming out. I made a few predictions last week, and I got to say, I hit a few of them on the head and missed on a couple, but, you know, batting 50 at least, so. Not uh, bad, man. Yeah, I think, I, think, uh, I think it was a good one overall. I do wish that Sony was there, but um, I guess. Sony didn't show up? No, no, Sony didn't present at all, uh, which is super uncharacteristic of them especially with like microsoft it makes me feel like they're they're like being coy like they're doing it on purpose oh i'm sure they are uh that's crazy though like that's the biggest they're like oh what do you mean that was this weekend oh (laughs) no um yeah for sure i think i think they're doing that a little bit and i think the other part of it is that right now sony doesn't really have to do anything because they're just fucking killing it on uh on exclusive titles for PlayStation, like there, like there's mm. nobody that can keep up. Uh, so wow. I, let me rephrase that. Nintendo can, but they're a completely different market. Like it's it's still gaming, but it's completely different market of gamers. Right. Um, so kind of leading right into that, obviously Sony's biggest competitor is is Microsoft, F the Xbox, and at this E3, which I predicted, they uh, they announced the Xbox Project Scarlet. Which is going to be the the next gen console, and so it's supposed to release around the holidays in 2020. What is Project Scarlet? What does that even mean? Uh, it's like a code name. Yeah, just yeah, a code name. It's a code name. It's the same way they drive around cars that aren't out yet with all the camo wrap on them, the digi camo, so you can't tell what model the car is. Oh wow, I've never seen that before. You haven't? That's a pretty uh, cool thing. I've seen those cars riding around before for sure. I don't get out much. I, mean, I guess I thought they were like army vehicles. Um, yeah, man, I mean, I don't know. It's a uh, it's kind of a cool thing. I'm excited for another console. It's been, it's been a few years. I mean, obviously, I'm not super excited about going out and throwing down on the price tag of it. But uh, I gotta say, it's been enough years to where when they rebooted the consoles and started coming out with Xbox One Pro and PlayStation right. Four Pro and all that, it's kind of like a half step. I, yeah. I was let down. I, I don't think they should even go there with the half steps. Uh, I mean, people are still buying new consoles. I feel like it was another way to kind of just like slide in the. You know, a way not necessarily to reboot the consoles, but a way to like allow more people to buy in and get still an improved experience. I guess. I wish there were caps on it though. Like, how how long has the Xbox and the current gen PlayStation been around? Uh, I believe they would have launched in 2012. Oh, so that's a long years. time. Yeah, it's been it's been like seven years. That's okay. Yeah. It's better uh, than cell phones. Fucking yeah. every year you got to buy a new one. Uh, maybe it may have been 13. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, but I, I feel like it was 12. Now, the Project Scarlet, is that, what kind of media is in it? Like, can you put a disc in it, or is it all Yeah, so, um, I don't know that much about it, if I'm being honest. Um, I don't think they've released all of the details on it yet. I think they're still kind of like, hey, this is kind of the general idea of what we're shooting for here. What, Um, how do you, it, it's prettier? Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, so basically. It's got more memory? More well, we're faster start- processing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously, there's uh, there's a lot of things going on with it, and I'll, and I'll kind of get into that in a second because it'll segue okay. into something else that I actually do kind of want to talk about. But uh, I think the biggest things are like you're going to step up the graphics card, so you're going to have um, it's going to go to 4K, right? Yeah. So it'll that's one of the things they touched on. It'll have 4K 
capability, at least to some extent. Uh, Wait. Most games will still probably render in, 10, er, in 1080 just because. So I gotta buy a new TV too. I thought that was only porn that was 4K. Uh, it's just a tagline. That's, in I mean, that's the, only, that's the only 4K <laughs> I've seen, but uh, <laughs> I think uh, that's the main thing. Like, obviously, you're shooting up the graphics. Uh, currently, if. The current gen consoles running at 720 or 1080p, they're usually going to get around 30 frames per second, sometimes 60. And I think with this next generation, they're going to try and shoot closer to 1080p on 60 frames a second. Um, or at least run a steady 30 frames at 1080 or, you know what I mean? Like try and have the... I know exactly what you mean. Mm -hmm. Basically what this translates into for everybody else is it means that uh, you won't see like lag spikes while you're playing, not necessarily online games or anything like that, but actual like frame rate differences. So like you won't see stutters and movement and things like that. Um, that's obviously going to be priority number one. You're also going to have uh, like an updated interface and stuff like that. So like uh, if, if you've ever gone back and tried to use a, like a PlayStation 3 interface to like browse online and stuff, really really slow compared to the ps4 um if you move that forward into the next gen you know obviously you're hoping for some improvements there which would be processing power are they ever going to successfully pull off the no controller console what how does that work yeah they did it's no uh, controller, it's a, kind of it's a pc <laughs> <laughs> you have Call controllers keyboard. there keyboard and mouse is controls right. well no, i mean no, like, I, they, like they've been trying to do with the vr stuff for a number of years now where even you, the vr like they've got handsets and stuff like you're you I'm, there's always going to be a controller, even if that controller is your own body. You know what I mean? Like, there's you got to have a way to input. I'm gonna will yeah, this. Yeah, unless, unless you're looking for like a, a mind tap or something. But um, so the other Stephen thing, Hawking uses his eye, right? Doesn't he use one eye to control the? Oh, his version? little yeah, his little computer. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's crazy. He would like type everything out with one eye. So that's what the new Xbox is gonna do. You're, you're, we're gonna Stephen Hawking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that's pretty complicated. I don't know. There's a learning curve there to get into those games. So one of the one of the actual bigger things too is that we're running out of storage space on current gen consoles. So even on Blu-ray right now, there's games that are starting to come out that are taking up two discs, which is getting fucking buck wild. Whoa. So we're trying to, I think, move towards more digital media because it's easier to like mm. do it that way. But I think uh, like hard drive five day download for this game. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I think hard drive space is going to be a big, big thing with the next gen consoles, and I think that um, I think that there's going to be a bigger shift towards pushing for digital media instead of a physical copy, which they've been trying to do that for a while. So like I'm certain that's happening, um, but I think that's a big thing. So the the newest game that was announced at E3 that is for sure coming out on two disc is the Final Fantasy VII remake, and that's if you look back at PlayStation One, Final Fantasy VII was a three disc game, right? Uh, this this remake that's coming out in uh, the start of 2020 is basically taking the entire first disc of the game, and that's what is supposed to be in this remake. It's not dealing with disc two or three yet. It's going to be a three-part series. That first disc of PlayStation 1 content is taking up two Blu-ray discs on PS4. So, like, Damn. shit's taking up a lot more space now. That would yeah. be cool if they came out with a three-disc set just for, like, nostalgia's sake. So oh, yeah, and I'm sure they will, like, so, once all of it comes out. So now you're going to have to buy the console and a terabyte hard drive. Yeah, well, I think oh, that the man. I think that that's already a thing. I mean, the PS4 Pros come with a two-terabyte hard drive. It's a one-terabyte hard drive now. Yeah. But they're going to start pushing, like, two- and four-terabyte consoles because that's the what only way need. that it's going to hold wow. it. Yeah. yeah, That's crazy. 
Um, but kind of getting into some things that are a little bit more relatable. So one of the biggest announcements at, at E3 was Cyberpunk 2077, which I had talked about a little bit. It's from CD Projekt Red. They're the people who made the Witcher series. Um, they are making this new game and they had Keanu Reeves come out and do the announcement after they showed the trailer Whoa. that had Keanu Reeves in it. So that kind of bring it's like the game itself looks really incredible. I'm super excited for it. It's one of the things that I'm like really, really uh, excited for coming down the pipeline, but it brings up a, a whole other topic of like famous actors and actresses and, and celebrities Playing being in parts. video games. Yeah. And they're, they're definitely doing this. There's this guy, Chris Roberts, and he, uh, he was most famous for creating wing commander. That was his whole thing was wing commander. Uh-huh. Um, and he's been working on a game that is the largest crowdfunding game in history with over 250 million fucking dollars invested into this thing. That's it's amazing. been dragging on for years and years. Um, but the whole thing is they're bringing in all of these celebrities and they're hooking him up to these like basically VR machines that kind of reads their whole, uh, their, all their body features, their, like the little ticks they do with their mouths, how they talk, their voice is perfectly matched. Um, and then they're starring in these games. And, and yeah, I think that's something that we're going to see big time, a lot more than just, you know, Ice Cube doing the voiceover for Call of Duty or whatever. You well, mean to tell me I can dodge bullets? <laughs> talking about, uh, Call of Duty, they've, I mean, they've been doing it for a little while now. They had uh, Kevin Spacey, not to get too yep. off the PC track, but Kevin Spacey was a main actor in a Call of Duty game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, also right coming down the pipeline right now is uh, another game from the people or the, the mind behind Metal Gear Solid and some of the Silent Hill games. Well, from, from the previews that I've seen so far, what it does is they're basically... Not, it's not just a voiceover. They're actually putting the they're virtual their rend- face. They're yeah. mapping their face. They're mm-hmm. putting a virtual rendition of them into the game. Um, and the graphics are such these days that, I mean, the, the trailers I saw, it looks like real life, you know? Oh, yeah. And, well, it, and, th- and that's where I was going was uh, Hideo Kojima, who does... Um, biggest thing he did was Metal Gear Solid as well as some of the Silent Hill games. But he, uh, he has a history in gaming for sure. He's working on a new game right now called Death Stranding, and that has Norman Reedus as the main character. Yeah. in that game so nice. it's definitely becoming a big big thing in the gaming industry like it's a it's a trend that's definitely on the rise right now and i'm kind of curious to see where it goes i'm all for it i think it's a good way to get actors paid too and i yeah. think what's going to be really cool is when you have somebody in there that's not a celebrity um and they maybe become a liked character in a, in a game that's widely popular mm-hmm. uh and then it launches like a celebrity An career, career for that yeah. person yeah uh, I'll be upfront and kind of honest about it. I've got mixed emotions about it, and I have for a long time. Um, my biggest complaint about it is that I don't want to see the same fucking people I see every fucking movie to be in my video games also. Like, that was kind of the draw of video games is that it's animated. It's got different shit in it. Like, yeah. that is kind of an appeal. Um, so there is that. However, I think that the way that it is right now with, like, one actor coming in with a, you know, a large supporting cast of people who are not necessarily famous actors or something like that, um, I can get behind that. I think that's still a cool thing. I'm yeah. wondering, like, what, what what is this game called that's got Keanu Reeves? Cyberpunk 2077. So when they make Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk 2087 and they've already got Keanu Reeves mapped and they can match his voice perfectly and make him say all kinds of crazy shit without actually using his voice. They don't even need Keanu Reeves anymore. Yeah. So here's something funny about that game I was telling you about star citizen. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the main characters in that one was Kevin Spacey and they had already started production on it before Kevin Spacey got into all his trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, it turns out that digital character is worthless now. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not and, as uh, and in you know, high. No, you could you could market that there. shit. What if you what if you made a Kevin Spacey character that's and it was like, just a piece of shit? Yeah, he's trying to touch kids and <laughs> he stuff. Does, and then he you, does play a piece of shit in the game. And then you go around and just like shoot shotguns at him or something. Yeah. So that actually kind of brought up something that I wanted to ask you guys about. Of with that kind of coming into light, who would you want to see in a video game? Getting mauled? Oh no, dude, like Kate like, Upton. Oh uh, yeah, I mean obviously. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, Robert Frost. But like, what if they what? made a what if they made a diehard <laughs> game with Bruce Willis and they fucking took twenty years off of him or something? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's some options there. Or like a Conan game. Yeah. Hell yeah, Arnold sure. back in like 1982. Yeah. What's gonna be cool is the video games that you play and it records it and like it's kind of a choose your own ending book type mm-hmm. thing, and then you create like a whole movie by by the gameplay. Uh, copyright 2019, by the mm-hmm. way. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's so they've done some kind of thing similar to that. Uh one thing that comes to mind is there's a there's a game where it's based on the butterfly effect and it is fucking buck wild. Like you you're at the start of the game and you're like shooting BBs and like a bird comes and lands and if you shoot the bird then like 30 chapters down the road it like mauls you while you're trying to run away from somebody or something. It's a horror game. Yeah. But uh that's pretty that's a crazy one. Yeah, that's a cool thing. Um Yikes. But it's kind of cool. But anyway, kind of hopping back over to E3, um, one of the other ones that I really liked and I really wanted to talk about, because it's a franchise that's been OG in the scene and is still going hard, uh, Doom. Doom has a, another one coming out called Doom Eternal. And nice. if you haven't played any of the any of the Doom games, they, they started off and they got into a lot of shit because they were way, way graphic for their time. Well, I remember mm-hmm. the Wolfenstein and Doom War, basically. Yeah. It was like, which one's going to be better? Yeah, and Wolfenstein is out again now. Like, there's there's games from Wolfenstein and Doom in the last five years for sure. That's cool. Do they keep stepping up the the violence and gore and stuff? Oh, without a doubt. So Wolfenstein <laughs> now is like a, a Nazi zombie, like dropping f and c bombs like nonstop. Like it's it's supposed to be over the top kind of, um, and and that's its own awesome thing in its own right. Right. And then Doom went the route of. Uh, Hell opened its like gates on Mars, and you're running around just killing everything while there's like badass metal playing. Man, yeah. And that's actually one of the things, and why I wanted to touch on it is because uh, Doom, as a series, recently has been so on point with the music in their in their games. It's it's one of my favorite things in the industry right now. I think they do an incredible job with it. Um, Particularly, like, they just, they have some really, like, heavy, just, like, metal power riffs, and it's fucking badass. Yeah, that track we listened to earlier was fucking, it was killer, man. I've just noticed with, like, uh, more modern metal, it's so much more, like, complicated and almost theatrical in a musical sense, you know? Like, it had great buildup. I couldn't even tell, like, what the rhythm was going to be, you know? It was awesome. And they do such a good job of like integrating it into the game too. Like yep. I remember, uh, well, I was playing the the Doom that came out most recently, and there, you know, it was this heavy power riff while you're like in between zones or whatever, and you right. run into the next area, and it's playing these power chords, and the song kind of like fades out, and he pulls up his gun and does the like to end the riff, and it was oh, fucking sick. Like they man. integrate it so well into the game, it's just like a, it's a really incredible thing, and I think they do a better job than ninety five percent of the people in the industry. Sure. Um, it, you know, do you have a love for metal? So maybe I'm a little bit biased on the, right. on the music there, but I do think that they do a great job. Right. Yeah. And with my limited experience, you know, I remember playing like Resident Evil mm-hmm. and that music, it's not 
it's not focused on the music so much. For Resident Evil, it was like the sound effects. Like yeah. when you walk up yeah. the stairs, the clunk, clunk, clunk up and the stairs, and then the door opens. Mm-hmm. And the big, huge flash of music, and, and, you and, know, and you're ah! And the music, like, it starts to kind of creep in, that real slow, like, low horror music, and you're yeah. like, oh, shit, it's about to go down right now. Yeah. That was the first game that actually, like, terrified me. I remember oh, yeah. seeing uh, clips of it on the news because it was so crazy for back in the day, and it fucking freaked me out, man. Yeah. I had a good experience with that game also, for sure. I had a, so that kind of reminded me, like, while we're, while we're on the subject, I had this terrifying experience where I was playing uh, Resident Evil in VR. This was, like, about a year oh ago. A year and a half, maybe. Uh, so I was managing this house, and one of the guys that I was uh, living there with, he left to go somewhere, and he, you know, I sat down, got ready to play, turned off all my lights, set up all the VR, and, you know, really got into it, and made it like 30 45 minutes into it and it started getting actually scary like the you know people started actually dying and you know shit started getting wild uh so i like get done watching this videotape where like somebody's hanging from meat hooks in a basement or something fucked up like that and i hear a like and so i'm i'm in a vr headset so i look over and like there's a door in the room i'm in so i'm like oh fuck is this in the game or is this in real life (laughs) and i'm trying to figure it out and i hear the like again and so I start pulling off my headset and this dude that had already like that had left my house opens up my door and he is covered in blood, like just leaking out of his face Ooh. all the way down his arm. And so I meet like I threw my shit down. <laughs> oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he started freaking out because he just like, you know, scared me and I started freaking out. Uh, and it turned out he left to go somewhere and he'd fallen off his bike or something. And, you know, it, it wasn't that big of a deal, but <laughs> scared the fucking shit out of me. Man, that's intense, man. Oh no, I crossed over. Yeah. Yeah. It was, this is for real. It was fucking scary. But, uh, anyway, so getting back to E3 a little bit and we'll kind of wrap this up, but, uh, a couple big things that got announced Zelda breath of the wild on the switch got a sequel announced. That's going to be a pretty fucking cool one. I think, um, breath of the wild, it was accepted really, really well. Um, pretty cool game. I've gotten to play it to some extent. Never beat it, but you know, I put some hours into it, and it was a lot of fun. Um, th- uh, the new Star Wars game is gonna be coming out relatively soon. It looks pretty cool. New I've always Star liked Wars. what Disney does with video games, so I'm real curious to see what they do with Star Wars now. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, they, uh, yeah, uh, I'm kind of curious to see where it goes. I'm not as excited about it just because Dice, that runs the Battlefield games, kind of fucked up Star Wars games for a couple years. Um, but that said, this is a little bit different situation, so I'm excited to see where it goes. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, there was uh, there's a few other kind of minor and major announcements. Master Chief did not come out on Smash Bros, uh, but mm. they did bring in Banjo-Kazooie, which is kind of crazy. Um, what? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, so they, uh, they're they reuniting some old franchises. but uh, That game was fucking fun, dude. On yeah. N64? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was dude. great. Dude. Uh, and then there's a sequel, uh, Banjo Tui. To Tui, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was those were really good. I'm excited that they're kind of getting a little bit in the limelight. Um, and then speaking of Master Chief, they announced uh, Halo Infinite. It's going to be the next Halo game, which you know they've been done with Halo about four or five times now. But uh, <laughs> Halo Infinite is going to be a launch title for the new Xbox. So that kind of figures. I don't know. If you're going to dig Halo out, why not make it a launch title for the fucking console yeah. that it made famous? So yeah, wow. that makes sense. Um, but other than that, that's pretty much wraps up uh, everything else for E3. So we're going to wrap up nerding out there. But thank you for joining us. Uh, you can check us out on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, and Google Play. We have new episodes every Monday. And be sure to check out our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for some updates and some uh, extra content. So we'll be seeing you guys soon. Stop. And I'm out.